0: Well, the last number of weeks've been uh, we've been going through um, really, if I was in nutshell, it kind of like renewing the mind right That was the word that Ben and Jess had early in the year and um, and it's been really powerful to just look at how do we how do we renew the mind, what are we doing to renew the mind and I had a word um, for for why our our first Monday back. I, I feel like God actually brought me to the scripture where Jesus said, you know, what are you going to build your house on, on the rock or on the sand, right? We have an opportunity, you know, um, every year, every day, we have an opportunity, like, where are we going to build this house? And the renewing of the mind is so important so that we catch up with what's already happened, right? You're born again, 2 Corinthians five seventeen says that all things have become new, so your spirit man is brand new, but how many of you guys know that maybe we're not acting according to what's already happened? Is that, w- would that be a fair statement? <laughs> right we're we're still figuring out how to live the life that God has already paid for and so the renewing of the mind is so important in this process right it's like how do i how do i catch up with that how do i how do i start doing some of this stuff and you know and it gets a little overwhelming sometimes too because we can look at you know well man have i read my bible enough you know have i have i worshiped enough am i actually being a christian enough like at what stage is it enough, and how do, I, how do I start living the life that God has actually prepared for me, right? And I know for me, I, I would hear a lot of stories and testimonies over the years that were really awesome, but I had no idea how to do it. And I, I would find myself getting into these cycles of really wanting that badly, and so I would start trying. I would actually start trying, and, uh, and I would start trying, and I'd be like, okay, If I can just read my Bible at a minimum 30 minutes a day, every day, well, then I'll start catching up with where some of these guys are kind of living at, you know? Because I I really want to start living more powerfully. I was living, in a lot of ways at times, a pretty impotent Christianity, you know? We, We hear about the Holy Spirit and the power of God, but that certainly wasn't a testimony of my life, and I felt really substandard. Um, in terms of some of the people that I was looking at, right? And so, read my Bible a little bit more, worship a little bit more, and believe it or not, like, it was actually starting to happen. I was like, wow, this is, I'm actually not sinning as much, you know? I'm, I'm actually, like, living a better life. I, I feel like I'm actually closer to God and stuff, right? Month would go by, five weeks, six weeks, and all of a sudden, I would crash, and I'd be like, what happened? It was going so good, but then something happened. I got tired. I got really, really tired. Can anybody relate to this at all, or is it just me? You know, like we can, and look, I, I think sometimes our, our mind, you know, we, we, we really desire something, and so we want to go after it, and that it's noble, and I think God desires that we would, we would desire good things, right? But how we do it is going to determine how, how far you're going to go with that, right? And so I was on a sin confess cycle for many years because I was told my whole life that I got a sin, right? And so it was a sin confess, sin confess. But the good thing is that the mercy and the grace of Jesus is so wonderful that he'll forgive you if you're repentant, right? And it was a hopeless wheel where I was like, sin confess, sin confess. And I'm like, at what point is the power of God enough to actually help me overcome where I'm not even thinking or desiring this, Right. And that's where I want to kind of go today. It's like, because I tried, and we all try in different aspects of our life to live in the ways of God, which is a wonderful thing. But how are we empowered? How are we empowered? And I want to submit to you guys that it's the Holy Spirit that actually empowers you. The truth that you want to live in is empowered by the Spirit of God. So this is a wonderful kind of like, you know, rearrange in the mind thing that we really need to have or you will find yourself in those cycles over and over and over again. It's got to be by the power of the Holy Spirit because you can't live holy without Him, right? So we can try to live holy on our own, but you will never do it. But it's the empowerment of the Spirit. And so if that's where I know my source is coming from and there's moments, like it's so simple that sometimes we can miss it, right? We can miss it in the, you know, I, I really want to get there, you know, and so then we start doing certain things but not really understanding that it's only by the power of the Holy Spirit. You can do it, and there's a part that we play in saying yes to that, but the transformation of the mind and the heart can only happen by the Spirit. See, it's, it's Him. He empowers truth in your life. He never empowers the lie. He'll never empower the work of the flesh. He only empowers the truth of God in your life. Even the things that sometimes we do on our own, you know, and I'll, I'll just throw some, some things out there, right? Because um, sometimes we, we do things that, you know, in nature, they're not sin, they're not bad, but they're not necessarily God, Right? so if if i all of a sudden said you know what i i feel called to ministry but i just need to step out of that and start business right now god hasn't necessarily called me into business but i'm going to step into business over here and then i'm going to expect that the spirit of god is just going to bless that thing bless it lord bless it lord bless it lord like the holy spirit does not need to bless that just because you stepped into that what the Holy Spirit blesses is the work of God in your life. What he empowers is the truth and the work of God in your life. And that's why it's so important for us, friends, to really know where our power is coming from and hear the voice of God. The renewing of the mind is so important to this, right? Or else we'll find ourselves just trying to figure things out. And, um, and this is why I, I love things like tongues, you know? Um, I, I find myself speaking in tongues a lot, And if you don't speak in tongues, that's totally fine. It's not a salvation issue. But if you would like to speak in tongues, we'd love to pray for you so you can receive tongues, the baptism of the Spirit. It's so powerful in those moments when we don't know what to do, but yet God's equipped us with something to be able to pray these perfect prayers to God that you don't understand, but He does, and it builds your spirit, man. And so I find myself throughout the week just praying in tongues and praying in tongues and praying in tongues and praying in tongues and I I don't really know what I'm saying but I'm like whoa this is getting good you know for the first five minutes I'm just kind of pushing myself to pray in tongues and then all of a sudden it just kind of lifts off and then you're you're in heaven's land right and he starts dropping things on you and so the the empowerment of the spirit is not just mind over matter that's the flesh. Mind over matter is the flesh. You trying to figure it out and just do it enough. But the empowerment of the Spirit is, I've equipped you with the tools to be able to live holy as I am holy. Right? And that changes everything. That changes your landscape. So where do we go when I don't know what to do? Start praying in tongues. Right? Just start praying in tongues. Just start praying in tongues. Praying in tongues. And there's a lot of different tongues. That's another sermon. But one of the tongues is actually... One of the spiritual gifts, in fact, one of the only ones that's for you, the rest are for ministry outward. And there's a tongue, a gift of the spirit that comes down free of charge. And it's for you to build your spirit man up. And those moments when we're thinking, what do we do? How do I do this? You start praying in tongues. And I had this, um, this has probably happened more than I know, but I had this phenomenal thing kind of happen a couple years ago. We were in a worship time, and um, I wasn't praying in tongues in the microphone, but one of the guys was behind me, and I was just praying in tongues, praying in tongues, because that's just what I needed to do in that moment. And after the, um, after the worship time was over, this guy comes to me. and says, do you speak Portuguese? And I said, uh, that's kind of a random question, but no, I don't speak Portuguese. He goes, that is wild he goes, you literally were speaking Portuguese during worship. And I'm like, what? No way. What was I saying? This is what he said I was saying. Glory to God. 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 And I'm like, that is so incredible. See, I wonder how much this happens in our lives when we step into spiritual things that we're totally unaware of, but people around you get touched by. It's a sign and a wonder that God is real. It's a sign and a wonder. I had this phenomenal story that came out of Wyoming, Brisbane. There was a team that was in India. They're in the villages of India, right? And um, they definitely don't... I've, I've been to India a few times, and in these places, if you find someone that speaks English, it's pretty amazing, and they were doing kind of door-knocking things, just saying, hey, guys, we're going to be, you know, doing some dramas, we're going to be doing some testimonies and some preaching, come on out to the church, and, um, and so people were coming, and one of the uh, team, team leaders that I know, uh, him and a student, they were just waiting up by the road as they go from door to door, and this, this little old lady was coming down the street, and he says, wouldn't it be crazy if this woman knew English? And they're like chances are pretty much nil so she comes up and they start sharing and she speaks perfect english with with an accent but perfect english they preach the whole gospel to this woman and she gets born again she's like oh my gosh this is incredible right gets born again they say hey we're running a church service please come we'd love to see you there and so on the sunday she comes to this service right and uh the the why women interpreters there And this lady comes up, and she's pointing over to this guy, and she's like, how does this guy know Hindi? He goes, no, 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 this guy doesn't know Hindi. He doesn't know any Hindi. He's from Australia. And then he sees her, and he's like totally psyched, freaking out, going, I can't even believe you knew English. He comes over, he goes, oh, my gosh, this woman knows English. She goes, no, 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 this woman does not know English. This woman does not know English. She speaks Hindi. And so what happened was, and this is... The incredible power of God at work is, as she was speaking Hindi, he heard it in English. As he was speaking English, she heard it in Hindi. She gets born again, and it's a sign and a wonder that God is real. Isn't that incredible, hey? Like, these are the kinds of things that we get to step in when we get out of the flesh and we start moving in the spirit, right? But it's actually understanding where the empowerment from, for all of this stuff is actually coming from. It's by the Spirit of God. I want to turn to John 16, um, if we can go there. Wow, come on, dance party over here. <laughs> so good. Ty, it's going to get up, and it's going to get good. John uh, 16. <laughs> it's a sign and a wonder, there we go. All right, John 16, uh, verse 5. You guys Ready? cool story here. But now I am going to him who sent me. This is Jesus. And, and none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I've said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. But I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. We'll just stop there for a sec. Have you guys ever been in like a wild kind of worship time or, I don't know, conference that's just kind of going off or a place where God's just moving really, really powerfully and you're like, Man, I wish I could just. Um, you're working on that? It's all good. It's all good. I can, I can keep going. But have you ever been in a place like that where God is just moving really, really powerfully? And you're like, man, I'd, I'd love to just stay here. I'd love to stay in this presence. In this presence, I'm finding healing. I'm just feeling really, really good. I'm feeling comforted in my heart. I feel like I can see clearly. And then all of a sudden, something happens, like Jesus comes in and he says things like, hey, it's, it's actually better that we remove all of this just, just for a time because I'm, I'm going to send something else and it's going to be really good. It's going to be really, really good. The disciples were around Jesus for three years and they seen so many wonderful, powerful things, right? So being around God is a wonderful thing. And Jesus is saying here, it is actually better... That I go. Could you imagine the hearts of the disciples going, No, don't go. Why in the world would you go? This doesn't make any sense, man. Peter says, You know, no, far be it from me. Like, this will not happen to you. You will not die. And he says something really crazy, like, Get thee behind me, Satan. (laughs) Something pretty, no, that's another sermon in itself, right? But God's all of a sudden leaving the scene, but he's pouring out something else that they don't yet understand, but it's literally going to be the thing that's going to empower them for the rest of their walk. So Jesus was wonderful. He pours out the Holy Spirit, and it starts getting a whole lot better. Let's keep reading. And he, when he comes, will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me, and concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father, and you no longer see me and concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world has been judged. I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will disclose to you what is to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of mine and will disclose it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore I said that he takes of mine and will disclose it to you. So here Jesus is clearly saying, hey guys, when the Holy Spirit gets poured out, he's going to lead you guys into all truth. In the last number of weeks as we've been going through, like renew the mind, renew the read your word, renew the mind, know who you are, know who you are, read the word, worship, know truth, live in truth, walk holy, live in the Spirit. Like as as we've been preaching these things and talking about these things, it's like, how do I do all of that? What do I do? Like, can I just, can you just, Ben, give me a formula. You know, formulas are really wonderful because two plus two equals four, but in the spirit, two plus two can equal eight today, and then tomorrow can be 12, and then it can be five, right? It just all depends on what you're going through and who you are. But what he's really saying is, be very close to the spirit of the Lord. Just know where your power's coming from, understand who he is and walk in the spirit and just know that God is the one that empowers me and so some really good prayers to start off with because it's it's kind of like how do I even how do I even get there because if I'm living out here trying to figure it all out but I find myself doing really well for five weeks but then you know just falling right back into the routine the heart like you just get a little disheartened with trying does that make sense? Has anybody ever felt that before? Just felt a little disheartened in the process? Like, I really want to walk in this thing, but yet I don't know how to. And then I try, like, Dave, I, I, I read the Bible. And Dave, I, I actually pray as well, too. And Dave, I, I try my best, you know. I I try to be a good husband. I try to be a good friend. I, I, I try to be a good father to my kids. I I try all these things, and still I'm finding myself falling short of all of this. And and I would say for many of us, me included, over and over, I think there's a place where we need to step out and do something. But I think a really good prayer, a really good prayer to kind of get your mind and your heart in the right place is, Holy Spirit, will you empower me? Will you empower me? When you read your word, this is literally what I do every time I read my Bible. I'm like, Holy Spirit, would you illuminate the word? Would you help my heart to understand what is happening in the scriptures? Would you speak to me, Holy Spirit? And then I just trust that along the way, He's just gonna do it. Does that make sense? But it's by the Spirit. It's by the Spirit. It's by the Spirit. All the gifts of the Spirit, they work by faith. It's by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. It's been poured out, and it's by faith, or you enter in by faith. How do you move in healing? You step in by faith, and you pray for someone, and God does the rest. How do you move in a word of wisdom in a situation where it's needed? You step out by faith, and the Spirit of God empowers that, and a word of wisdom comes forth. But it's all by faith. It's by faith, by faith, by faith. We don't live by sight. We live by faith, right? How do we get empowered? By faith in God. And maybe it's not not one of those like, you know, Wow. That's a, so now we know exactly what to do. It is by faith. So it's exactly by faith. But Jesus says some really cool things like, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, like that's actually not very big. So I find that often it's, it's not that there's, that we necessarily have a faith problem, but we have an unbelief problem. So there's an unbelief problem that we're walking in. And there's a lot of reasons for that. I mean, if we're if we start looking at what's really tutoring us in the world, like we have a society that absolutely crams everything they want, their agenda down our throats, right? It's all around us. We flick on the telly and who's teaching us and showing us? It ain't the spirit of the Lord, you know, and we enter into that and I want to watch this movie and, you know, and look, don't hear me wrong. I'm not saying don't watch anything, okay? I'm, I'm not one of those dudes, but I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just letting you guys know that we are being tutored by something outside of the spirit of God. And so when we have an unbelief problem at times, it makes total sense. When, when we're being tutored by heaven, when we walk by faith, we get tutored by the Spirit of the Lord. It's amazing how we just start stepping into those things a lot more. And so where are we spending our time? Where are we putting our faith? Does that make sense? It's by faith. So you believe. Well, how do I? You believe. And then how do I? You believe. And you believe and you believe, but it's by the Spirit of the Lord. It has to be by the Spirit. You cannot live holy without Him. You will not step into the promises of God without the Holy Spirit. And so our deep reliance and need for the Spirit, it's paramount. It's paramount. So we believe that the Spirit of the Lord is in me. So I'm going to believe that what He says is true He empowers truth. So my prayer is, I don't believe this right now, but Lord, help me with my unbelief. Help me with my unbelief. The the man that had the boy that had um, issues, he had seizures, and the disciples couldn't heal him. And then Jesus, bring him to me. And he says, if only you would believe. And he says, oh, Lord, I believe, but help me with my unbelief, right? What a good prayer. Like, that doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means that we just need truth a little bit more but he just surrendered to the spirit of the Lord a little bit more right and that's not work it's surrender so you're not working for it you're surrendering for it right so it's like we have the whole Holy Spirit but does he have all of us so we don't have baby Holy Spirit he's like big mature hallelujah Holy Spirit that lives in us the fullness of God right but we just surrender so it's actually not that much work you just need to die it's it's really simple. Like if, if we wanna resurrect in the power, no guys, this is scriptural. It's it's not a hard word, right? When Jesus says in, in Romans six that we will identify with this death and resurrection, sometimes we want to live in the resurrection, but we're unwilling to die. So you don't die without or, or you don't resurrect without the death. And so that's really important for us just to know, where am I struggling? Where am I not living in this thing that I so want? So I'm actually coming alongside this morning saying, hey, that thing you want to live in, yes, let's go, let's charge, let's do this thing, but by the Spirit, right? Maybe I'm trying to live in resurrection and I'm unwilling to die. So if I just need to die and surrender, then I can start living in the resurrection. Does that make sense? And it's, it really is a, a change of mind. It's a change of mind because we're so used to our Greek thinking, trying to figure it all out before we can step into it and need understanding before I can move in it, that we miss the power of God in it. We just miss it. You know, understanding becomes the idol in our life. And sometimes you get understanding, but there's times where you just don't, and you do it by faith. Like, how do you move in miracles? By faith. It really makes no sense. It really makes no sense. I actually prayed for an atheist in this last week. He was an atheist at the end. He was kind of like, well, there might be something. So more, more ag- agnostic. And he goes, I just don't know how miracles work. Like, and so for that reason, I just can't believe it. And I said, well, it's, it's by faith. It's by faith. And he had a condition. He didn't have any pain there. But I said, let me pray for you and that, like, I'm, I'm going to believe that God is going to heal your body. And so he lives in South Park. I said, we're out here every week. Come back and let's just hear about the story. And he said he was going to come back. So, well, I guess we'll find out, right? But it's, it's by faith. Everything has to be by faith. It's really simple. It's by faith. And so we trust God. You want to move in a word of knowledge? Step out by faith. Ask God, Lord, is there something that you would want to say to this person? What comes to your mind, let's just trust that it's God. What if it's not? Well, what if it is? What if it's not? Well, maybe it's not, but what if it is, right? Like, we got to start trusting that small, still voice in our lives that God says he is, right? And we start living more powerfully. We start, like, actually living in some of the stuff that we want to but have never been able to because it's just been too hard, or it's just like, well, it's, it's maybe for the guy at the front, or that person moves in it, but, but I can't move in that. You know what's really awesome about the Spirit of the Lord? Is that in 1 Corinthians 12, when it talks about the gifts of the Spirit, whose gifts are they? They're the Spirit's. So they're not yours. They're actually the gift of the Spirit, right? And so what is really incredible about that is that we can't look across the room and say, I don't have that gift. It's not your gift anyway. The gift that you got was the Holy Spirit. He owns all those gifts. And so in the moments where it's needed, what a great opportunity if someone's sick to say, Holy Spirit, Jesus' name be healed. We step out in faith. That gift comes forth. Someone gets healed. They get touched, right? Right? But it's by faith. It's by faith. It's by faith. How do we live this life? By faith. Yay? <laughs> All right, just got more scriptures. Luke one thirty-five, And uh, it says, And the angel answered and said to her, um, so this is Mary, uh, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also, the, that Holy One who is... Uh, who is to be born will be called the Son of God. So here we see power. Power is being released. The Holy, it, it's power. I know we know that in our minds, but we haven't often experienced it in our lives. Does that make sense? We know that the Holy Spirit is power, the power of God. We, we know it, but sometimes we just haven't experienced it. Romans eight eleven. but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Let's think about this for a moment, guys. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, can you imagine being a fly on the wall in that moment? What, what would it look like in that little cave, you know, where, where he was laying? All of a sudden, power being released, like, I don't know if this is what it was like, but I sometimes just envision just like dunamis power, like bam, and just Jesus resurrecting out of that place and like just power being released. And that same power, that same spirit lives within you. So if that same spirit, like literally the same spirit, not figuratively speaking, Not, well, maybe something that's similar to that spirit. That same spirit of God that rose Jesus from the dead dwells in you. So, how do we live holy? By the power of that spirit. How do we live in the promises of God and fulfill what God has on your life? By the spirit of God, by the power of God. First Corinthians 2.4, this is Paul speaking, and it says, In my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and power. We see again the power of God at work. Zechariah 4.6, So he answered and said to me, This is the word of the Lord to blah, 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 whatever that guy's name is. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. I love this because, again, this really speaks to our humanity again, right? Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. doesn't matter how much you know and how strong you think you are, how strong-willed you think you are. It's by my spirit. It's by my spirit. It's by my spirit that you can begin to live this way. And what I love about that, guys, is that, you know, I've tried over and over and over in different areas of my life to try to live holy, to live pure, to live, you know, in the ways of God, and I have just failed over and over and over again. I am so grateful that we've got a merciful and gracious God. Like, I I, I am so grateful that we have Holy Spirit with us. Like, I am not kidding. I, I love the Holy Spirit. I love the Holy Spirit. I cannot imagine doing life without him. I, I just can't imagine that. And I've grown to love him even more in this last couple of years of COVID where I've had to lean in and trust God and just go, man, when everybody else fails and no one can meet this need that's in me that I can't even verbalize with words, the Holy Spirit is the only one that can fill that place. Our spouses aren't meant to fill that place. Our friends, our family, our brothers, our sisters, our moms and dads, our dogs and cats and everything else isn't meant to fill that place. There's things that they can do in comfort and be there for you, but there's moments that we walk through in life that only the Holy Spirit can fill. Only the Holy Spirit can bring confirmation to you and empower you into. When nothing else is meeting the need. When everything is crushing in on you. When the world seems to not give a rip about you and throws fire at you, right? Heard this really great thing many years ago. When Satan throws fire at you, just roast marshmallows, right? (laughs) So it's just a great way of looking at it, man. Fire's on my life right now. Opportunity, campfire, boom. We're just going to roast marshmallows. They're really yummy. We just have to put our trust in the Spirit of the Lord, And I know this is very foundational. This is very basic. But I'm telling you, Jesus says things like this. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. He who has eyes to see, let him see. He's probably not speaking to people that don't have ears and eyes. But he's saying something in the spirit that we need to catch so that we can live in the way that he's speaking of. But if we don't catch that, then we'll try it in the flesh express and we'll find ourselves moving up and down this, this train track, never getting to where we really want to or finding ourselves in moments of like, dude, I'm doing so good, man. I'm doing so good, man. I've read my Bible every day for at least six weeks, you know, and then all of a sudden something happens and then it's all been you, right? You, you haven't necessarily had the transformation of the mind or the heart, but you've had a really strong will and you're very disciplined and some people just are disciplined by nature, they're just more disciplined, and they can just do it, right? But you still don't have the transformed mind and heart as to why reading your Word is actually that powerful. Does that make sense? Yay, Jesus. So it is impossible to live holy without the Holy Spirit. It, it, it is just impossible, guys. It is impossible, and this last week has been really wonderful, <laughs> It's been really wonderful, and this is what's great about when you start really talking about the Holy Spirit, when you start really acknowledging the Holy Spirit, is that He just starts showing up. He starts coming in ways that He wasn't before, because I think we're just tuning in. I think we're tuning into something that He's always been saying, but we're just now kind of, you know, like the radio station, you just got to kind of tune it in like, those old school ones, man, those are shocking. Now we've got the electronic when you just push a button and it kind of just does it all by itself. But those old school ones, those are were, those were shocking, man. And you just got to keep tuning. And it's like, it's like, you know, 16th of a turn and you're almost in and then you got to back it up and then you're almost in, right? And it's like, we got to tune into that stuff, right? We got to tune in so that we can really experience the power of God, but the transformation that goes with it, Right? You die and you live. You die and then you live, right? It's, it, it's this crazy thing where if we, if we continue to live in the old ways, you will never live in the new ways, right? And there's different areas of our life that we're just kind of going, man, I'm, I'm doing well here, but I'm struggling here. And those areas of struggle, man, why, why don't we just actually die in those areas? Why don't we just surrender those things to God? You don't have to work for it. It really is just an, an acknowledgement, saying, "God, I've actually been really apathetic. I've I've actually been really lazy in my in my walk with you, and I just want to surrender that, God. I want to ask that you would forgive me, and I thank you, Holy Spirit, for your power to come and transform my heart." Like that right there, and then by faith. It's not that all of a sudden you might feel a goosebump, and if it happens, well, let it hit the mark. Glory to God. But if you don't get a goosebump, it's by faith. It's by faith. Everything we're talking about, it's by faith. I've surrendered that, so by faith, I am stepping into My mind's transformed. I'm transformed. Well, morning wake, you wake up in the morning, you don't feel like reading your word. By faith, I'm going to open my word, and by faith, I'm going to start reading this, and the Holy Spirit is just going to transform my life. By faith, I'm going to step into, I'm going to start treating my kids a little bit better. By faith. It's all by faith. Sometimes God sovereignly jumps on your scene and he smacks you around a little bit. You get a goosebump. You might even get whacked in God and fall over or something. I don't know. Those things happen and it's happened to me and and I love it when it happens, but more often than not, it doesn't happen and it's by faith. If you're struggling with your faith in God, surrender that to him. Just surrender it. You can't do anything to get better. Just know that. There's nothing in you that is going to make it better. What's going to make it better is you surrendering and trusting the Holy Spirit in your life. He's the only one. He's literally the only one. And hopefully, I'm painting a very clear picture of that you can't trust you, you trust the Holy Spirit. You trust the Holy Spirit, and you talk like that. You think like that. He starts transforming your mind. And all of a sudden, your faith, which was once dead, is now coming alive because it's not in the flesh. It's in the Spirit. It's in the Spirit. So when he says, it is finished, it is done, he literally paid for everything, and we're catching up with what he's already done. We're just catching up. We're catching up. So if you've seen a picture of yourself the way that heaven sees what's been paid for, it's like... You are perfect, complete, lacking nothing at all. Perfect, complete, lacking nothing. And I'm like, that is pretty epic. I would love to just, Jesus, help me with my unbelief. Because if I'm really honest with you, I don't really believe that all the time. There's moments where it's like, wow, that is so true. And then there's a lot of other ones where I'm like, whoa, that's, how can that be true? Right? Well, it's true because of what the Bible says about you. So we don't believe our experiences. We believe the Word of God. We put our faith in the Spirit of God. And we read in that scripture earlier that He's going to remind us of all things that Jesus said and done. He's not going to speak on His own authority. He's going to speak on behalf of the Father and the Son. And He's going to speak to your spirit. He's going to teach you who you are. And He's going to remind you of what's already been done. You are free. Now be free. You have authority. Now walk in authority. Make sense? All right, cool. We're going to do something. I, um, I just felt like we don't often do prayer lines, um, and I think that's good. I'm not against prayer lines. I think sometimes we come to prayer lines because we just want another touch from heaven. Um, and sometimes that's actually the right thing, but... Um, what I've really appreciated about this house here is that we, when we've done it, it's just been because we, we felt to do it. And so if anybody would like to come forward and just receive prayer, like maybe it's that whole like, ah, help me with my unbelief, God. I want to live by faith. I want to live in the Spirit. I, I really want to walk in this thing. Help me with my unbelief. Man, come forward. We just want to agree with you. We want to pray for you that the empowerment of the Spirit would just teach you all truth this week does that make sense so maybe we can get some uh some pads or something just for a little bit um and or music whatever (laughs) just something in the background right you guys just come forward if you guys would like to receive some prayer for this but just remember that um if you come forward we're gonna agree with what the spirit of the lord wants to do not what i want to see happen now what I want do, what the Spirit of the Lord wants to do. Man, that is so wonderful. You submit to that and you start really living. See, we've we've walked enough miles on our own trying to figure it out. Living Christianity in the flesh, it's really difficult. We got good hearts and good minds because we don't want to be there. So it reveals that you're already clean but yet we need a transformation of the mind. We have to start believing. That's it. You just believe. We pray, we believe, period. So if you guys want to come forward, anybody that would like to come forward, obviously we got guys here that can pray as well to Come forward and um, we want to pray with you.